Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What is Black Women's Kryptonite? The same thing when you think of code switching. Like, you know, yeah. the idea of trying to dim your light a bit. Um, I think it's it's necessary sometimes. Um, but I think the kryptonite is not knowing when to stop doing that. Mm. <laughs> so I'll start with what I think my kryptonite is. And I think it's the truth for a lot of Black women. It's believing the lies the world tells you. Mm. Mm. Believing that you're not beautiful. Believing that you're not important. Believing that you're not inherently worthy. When, you in, when I've internalized those beliefs that I get from society, that I get reinforced over and over and over again and get normalized, that's when I fall apart. And mm. when I don't believe them and remember how inherently amazing I am just because I exist, how especially beautiful I am because I am a Black woman, I am unstoppable. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, party people. I don't know what I'm going to say today. First time ever, is it? Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I, I have no clue. Pastor Darius yeah, is was... at a loss for words <laughs> because, like, sometimes I want to say the the perfect thing and it and it comes out, and other times, like I've been trying, I've been thinking all day, like how to kick this episode off. None ever came to me, <laughs> bro. What what would you say? You don't know either. Huh? It's gonna be a ride. What makes you think it's gonna be a ride? Because I think I think we have some guests who have some cool ass perspective. They got real quiet all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yeah, but you see how, how sh- <laughs> I was giving y'all the intro space. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even go over the rules with them. Oh, okay. There okay. are no rules. Yeah. It's wide open. You, you talk when you want to talk. Okay. Just say what you want to say. I love it. When you want to. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we precondition ourselves? We were like, okay, yeah. we'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll give you our hands folded. Cool. Give them the space to do what they need to do. And then we'll come in when they ask. <laughs> but It's free. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell a story. Okay. okay. I'm going to tell a story. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell a story. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, Kathleen. Wasn't that her name? Which the last one? interview, Kathleen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought about it then. So, 
I have a sweatshirt. As a matter of fact, I had it on earlier today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, one, it was way too hot in Atlanta by 10 a.m. for the sweatshirt, but I had it on anyway. The sweatshirt, it's turned into one that I absolutely love. I wear it as much as I possibly can. It's, it's just that really comfortable sweatshirt. And I've got a huge chest and a huge back, and I love a message on my chest. And there's a message on this sweatshirt. I started traveling with the sweatshirt. Like, that, it's, my, it's my outfit. Do dudes wear outfits? Yeah. <laughs> it's my outfit that I go to the airport in. And like, can you call it an outfit? Right. <laughs> Do I need to edit that out? Uh-uh, no, we good. We rock outfits. <laughs> and uh, I, I love wearing it, or, or at least I used to. But now I have this love-hate relationship with it because it draws so much attention. And it draws attention from two specific groups. Now, let me tell you what the sweatshirt looks like. It's, it's blue. I'm a big dude, so it's a 3X. And it's got these big white letters on it that say, trust black women. Mm. And again, I love it. It's a message. And I tell people all the time how I feel. I use my chest. I say it with my chest, as a matter there of fact. That's what it is. And when I'm in the airport or the grocery store, it literally happened today. I was walking into the doctor's office and it happened to me there. There are two groups of people who always have something to say about this sweatshirt. Let me guess. Right. Who do you think it is? Hoteps. <laughs> and what's the second group? Black women, right? Black, or black women are hoteps? Is that what no, you're trying to say? No, they are okay. not. <laughs> Blasphemy. Is that, is that the first and last guess? You good? What, 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 you I, got I would say black women. Okay. And, ooh, you know what? I was going to say white men, but which white man would feel super comfortable approaching a bigger black dude? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's women. It's white women and white White and black women. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sticking with my first answer. Okay, 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 cool. Hotels for $300. Well, I'm actually not going to tell you what group it is. (laughs) Not yet, not yet. As I sat here, I think we're going to talk about this later in the episode, and it makes sense. But what I will say is that sweatshirt is one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast. Now, I didn't know it at the time. But the way I feel when I wear that shirt leads to why I wanted to have this conversation with you two today. Thank you for having us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the listeners have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> right? Sounds so, foreign as fuck right now. <laughs> right. What? what is he? Where are you going? So I'm going to bring him in a little bit. Who we have on the show today are the two beautiful, dynamic hosts from Revolt's original podcast, Monuments to Me. Ooh. Now, that podcast... Celebrate. Go ahead. Woo! I told you. You could talk at any yes. point. Yes. The reason I love the idea behind what they're doing on Monuments to me is because, matter of fact, Akila, will you hit them with your line? How, what do you say? This is protect. Ooh, how do you, how do you I say black women and those who love black women, welcome or welcome back to this protected space. And that's yeah. how we intro Monuments to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> protected space. Monuments to me. Building monuments to black women on a daily basis. This is what they do there. This is why I love it. It is hosted by two black women. It features only black women guests. And it talks about only issues that black women give a damn about. That's a beautiful place for me to be, mm. right? I sit on the outside and, and I listen in. I feel like I'm, I'm standing in the corner or in the closet, like getting the scoop on what my wife is really thinking. 
<laughs> and that's why I wanted to be here today because black women have been saving the day left and right. We have been putting so much more on their shoulders and I'm so glad that they have a place to go and recharge, rebuild, strengthen, talk, hell, even talk shit. It all gets to happen there, right? So I couldn't be happier to have them here. We have Ty and Akila. And before I go any further, I want to let them tell you a little bit more about who they are. Ty. I love that. Ty, go I ahead, I saw girl. your point. Go so I was like, girl. we got to stay there. <laughs> Darius knows Hello. You. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Ty McRae. I am now podcast host, former tech executive. I'm also an entrepreneur where I run an executive coaching and consulting firm where I mostly work with tech companies and startups, helping their leadership teams um, level up and build the skills they need to build a great, thriving organizational culture. But I've been hanging around with Darius a little bit too much, so <laughs> my um, entrepreneurial journey is uh, budding and growing there too. So more to come on that. But that's what I do in the world. Love and every- you, she used to be my boss for about two years. <laughs> Longest two years of his life. He survived. <laughs> but we're still friends. <laughs> Love to tell the tale. Akila, tell us who you are. Hi. So... Sometimes, or what you would see on my website, how I sometimes describe myself, I'm an opinionated gangster with an entrepreneurial soul. I am, you I know, someone that. who, yes, <laughs> okay, you see the balance, the balance in the, that's there. I um, have worked in the media industry, by and large, for the greater majority of my 20s. I um, started in the business side, um, went to business school, MBA from Columbia, and then helped start a lot of streaming services um, you know, get their footing when it, when it comes to media and entertainment. Kind of pivot, pivoted from there to doing more on-camera work. So on top of Monuments to Me and doing the podcast that we do um, weekly. Um, I also have another show on Revolt called Black Girl Stuff, where I do Come more on, of Black a talk Girl show. Stuff. Talk show stuff. Yeah, so you can we can talk about that, but we're really here to talk about Monuments to Me today. Um, so yeah, on top of that, what I really just pride myself in and what I love on top of being a New Yorker, that's what Ty and I have in common, um, as well as a first-generation American. My family's all Jamaican. I love self-care. I love wellness. Um, I love fashion. And I love media. And so really, I've been carving a space in that and forming my own lane for some time. And I feel like we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Okay. So that's great. You know what we love here? What do we love? Or what do we love, brother? Besides us, I mean, what what else you love? <laughs> black people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wild Check. black shit. <laughs> so since we got the black people, let's give them the wild black shit. Let's get into some wild black shit. So this is where it gets real good. This is the first step. Into your introduction to Wild Black. Three questions. You both get to answer them. Two of them get you warmed up. And the last one is the signature question for every single guest. Mm. I got a little glimpse of the last question. But Give him a little bit of something. We're going to hit you with the first one. You we can't tag team it like one answer between the two of us. <laughs> This ain't this. What is it? Is it Family Feud? What? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who do that? Right? Like, what did you do that? At? What is it? Mm-hmm. I thought there were no like rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, there are no rules. Tag team. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, 
State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So this one black ass show that we got. We love all things oh, black. black as okay. <laughs> well, most things black. <laughs> so we want to see how deep your knowledge of movie black culture goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give y'all my card and my black card as my ready? bag, right? Y'all, y'all got this. These, these, got these are softballs. These okay. softballs. Listen to the following statements and tell us what it really means. The movie title. Hmm. Okay, that was a hint. Movie title. Movie title. Okay. Y'all look nervous as fuck right <laughs> now. I'm going back to one answer between the two of us. Come on. He got the first off. The first one's so easy. Thank God it's Friday. Okay. Who? <laughs> so the movie Friday. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. And Chris Tucker. Okay. Ding ding ding. So y'all got it. All yeah, he's gonna yeah. say is <laughs> he's gonna say thank God it's Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Love you it. all fill it in. Oh, okay. Right. Word. All right. You handled that one. That was yeah. easy. Like <laughs> softball. Softball. Think of the second one. Second part of the first question. When you go to the store, don't forget to pick me up a little Sanaya Lathan and Tay Diggs. Oh, it's brown For sugar. sugar. Oh. But, um, that's it. What's, oh, that's the thing. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you got it. She's already too. overthinking. Look at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, she's she okay. like, oh my God. What do you got to pick up? What do you <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. The third one. Third part. That boy ain't going to do nothing but grow up to be a Lorenz Tate. Minister of Society. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Purposely killing it. When you said movies, I was like, as long as it's like, Pre-2005, I'm good. You got it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. We, I feel we it. were good. <laughs> All right. All I know is when this project is over, girl, we gonna need a Queen Latifah and Regina Hall. Oh, a girl's trip. trip. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, well, if they say one more motherfucking thing, I'm gonna have to Vivica Fox and Kimberly Elise. We're going to set it off, right? We're going to set it off. First off, I'm mad you were not confident. I was like, we're going to set it off, right? <laughs> <laughs> but she, 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 she said, we're going to set it off. <laughs> it was like a question in the form like, of a ready? question. Are we ready to roll? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give it to you. Give yes. It. <laughs> nice, I did well on that one. Second question. Y'all were sweating. <laughs> yeah, right. Eat softballs. When black folks get together, family and friends. Another easy one. What out of three things we will undoubtedly do? So there's always going to be an electric slide <laughs> when they play that song. Okay. Always going to be electric slide. Yeah. Okay. Spades. Okay. Okay. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was thinking soul food. You were. Yeah. You going to cook and eat, eat something? Eat it, but, um, yeah. Soul let's food. Let's see. That's, That's three. three. Oh, those are three. Oh, you keep right. going, though. Like, you were still going. <laughs> <laughs> you going to add one to it? To help them out here. Oh, Drink. Drink, right. yes. Right. I had Domino's. Domino's, Domino's. yep, Domino's. Domino's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Domino's. Talk shit. Yeah. Somebody gonna be smoking weed. Yep. <laughs> In the back. Figure out who is that over there you with Uncle use Nate. I statement. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's cute. I like that. All right, third, third question. The signature question. Uh-huh. What do you love most? And you both have to answer this independently. Mm. What do you love most about life while black? Look, you see how quiet it <laughs> Right. Being, that was hard because there's just so many things. So many things. Like, yeah. I feel, I can't imagine life any other way. All right. I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm just, 
I feel doper than everyone else because I'm black. I love it. I'm with it. I love it. I'm with it. I'm so with that. That's it. You know, life while black, I feel like we're in this secret society, except it's not secret that other folks can't get in. You know what I mean? It's like we're really living in us. Everything we do is different. Everything we do has that extra, I would say, swag to it. Even if you feel like you don't have swag, you can still, by being black, it adds that extra uh, that extra umph factor. Um, I just love... I just love you have a built-in community. Let's say yeah. if you are the quote-unquote only black person in certain groups, once you see the other black folk, you could make <laughs> eyes and all of a sudden, you know, you, you don't feel as alone. Um, yeah, it just it's just dope. It's just a dope experience overall. And I feel like when when I strive or when someone else is strive, they're, they're striving for me too. So yeah. it always, it feels great. <laughs> and I'll add to that. I feel like black people in general, but black women and I'll extend that to black femmes, are cultural pollinators. So when mm-hmm. I see something that has taken over the culture that everyone's doing, whether it's slang, clothing, music, I can trace it back to a black woman or a black femme who created it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that always makes me smile. That what would the world do without us? Literally. Right. We wouldn't yeah. exist. Man. <laughs> we wouldn't be here. All right. That's dope. Y'all, y'all killed the wild black shit. I'm going to move into the dope quote. When they come back, we're going to have to hit them with something a little harder next time. I think. <laughs> it, it was real. But they, I, I feel like I, this was really hard. They was, they was on their toes, though, a little for a second. So when I said I was nervous, that, that part was the part I was nervous about. It is all downhill from here. Right. I recognize. I recognize. No, her saying I she was nervous care. was strategy. That's how we knew. Is that what it was? <laughs> okay. Did I get played? Was, uh, yeah, you yeah. did. Mm-mm. You did. No, we usually will tell you this after the recording. Tell you know black women are way smarter than I, I, I concur, brother. I concur. It's just very true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so y'all know we're still nervous. <laughs> game. 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 All right. So instead of the dope quote today, I, I want to have a very quick conversation because we're, we're focused really on black women today. So no dope quote. But I want each of you to tell me one amazingly dope black woman that our listeners should dig into. What's the first one that pops into your mind? So the first one that came into my mind was my grandmother. But it led me to think that we need to connect and talk so much more to the elders in our life. So my grandmother was a union organizer, Mm. um, organized women across the United States and even internationally Mm. in the trade unions. And I'm almost 40 and I'm just, I'm still learning things about her. I'm still reading books about her. And I just think how we take for granted the people in our lives and the wealth of wisdom that's out there. And it's making me like want to ask my mother questions and get her on tape and record what what she has to say. And so I think we don't have to look far for dope black women. They're already in our lives. And we just take them for granted. I love that answer. Akilah, before you answer, I'll say, Ty, I was talking to a genealogist just a few weeks ago. And she gave me a great idea because I was talking about all the people in my family who are no longer here and all Mm -hmm. the knowledge that we've lost. She said in today's day and time, we should just set up a Zoom call and bring everyone there and just have people tell their stories. Absolutely. And record record it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And -hmm. record it. So now that's a place that genealogists can dig in for us. It turns into a record for us. And I realized I didn't say her name. Her name, is, <laughs> her name is Dolly Luther Robinson. So I love saying that name out loud. And I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to re- do some more recording. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
That's a pretty cool last name. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it just sounds powerful. Sounds real celebrity. <laughs> yes. Um, well, the first person that came to mind was actually my mom. Um, but she is a super private person, like doesn't believe in social media or any of that stuff or the purpose so don't, of it. Don't look so her that's up. why, yeah. So don't look her up. Um, Mom's like, baby, why I got I all know. these new fan requests? I know. <laughs> what is this? Literally. <laughs> I'm in awe of what she's been able to do, the education she's been able to receive, and and just the the hustle, really. Just really just the hustle in terms of what she's been able to do um in spite of of all the odds honestly stacked against her. And oftentimes without that support that we talk about Black women needing so much of. Um, so I can only imagine what she could have done with someone giving her a helping hand, you know? Mm. So, you know, because of that, she's definitely, definitely that Black woman to really look up to. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I want people to get to know each of you and I want people to become familiar with the podcast. So... As you all were talking, I was really thinking about how the hell I'm going to pull this episode together. That's really what I was thinking. (laughs) I think I want to do like two forms of attack here, so to speak, right? I've already got a couple questions that that I want to ask you all that just have have popped up in listening. But on, on Monuments to Me, you all don't necessarily ask interview style questions. You're all having discussions. I want to I want to merge the two. I want to kind of mash them up. Is it, is it it's mash up, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to mash this up a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I want to start with the, the first question that I think everyone needs to really understand is, what is monuments to me, Akila? I'd love for you to answer that, and then Ty, I'd love for you to answer why is a platform like monuments to me important. All right. So monuments to me, in its most basic form, is a podcast, a weekly podcast. Um, that is anywhere um, podcasts are fa- found. It's about an hour or so long, but we really deep dive on specific discussions, again, relevant to Black women, um, women overall, uh, but specifically with this focus on what it is to be Black, feminine, woman in America. Um, we focus on self-care. We go to business. We go to, you know, um, spiritual spiritual growth and healing, financial growth and healing. It's really the Overall, what encompasses being Black woman or Black woman in your totality um, to walk confidently in this world or not so confidently? Maybe you are in what we call the messy middle, which we each have prescribed to (laughs) as of late, which is just figuring it out and knowing that you're not alone when figuring that out. We get really transparent. We bring in guests that can challenge us as much as we challenge them on a specific topic. And really, if we had to say this or distill this in even one word— um, or two words that we said earlier, it, monuments to me is a protected space. And mm. protected space doesn't mean soft. It doesn't mean we're not going to go there. It doesn't mean deep. Um, it's actually the complete opposite. We are giving ourselves the liberty to really go for it because we know as Black women, when we go for it, we oftentimes succeed. And when we have a community of people that go for it with us, um, we're able to reach new heights and elevate Black women as a community. So monuments to me, we're we're kind of putting it on our backs <laughs> to make sure that happens. But no, it's not just up to the two of us. I absolutely love mm. that. Yeah. And, and and I hope that we've got a we've got a bunch of black women who listen to this show. And I hope that each one of you all take a moment and just go check it out. And fellas, I ain't forgot about you. I, I told you. Say. I'm listening you gotta... in. We can learn some shit. Mm-hmm. We can learn <laughs> some shit. I'm just I'm just gonna go on and tell you. 
I, I learned that 80% of black women will at some point deal with fibroids. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. What that's the No, I think it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy enough. That's what I learned by by listening in. And and that messy middle thing, I I never thought about it that way, but I have completely stolen that because the middle is messy and that motherfucker is long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Okay, let me, let me be quiet. Ty, talk True. to me. So why do we need this space? So I think some phrases in our world have become pretty common. People of color, women of color. Mm-hmm. And I think the coalition is beautiful, but things get lost mm. when you group everyone together. So I think it's important for people to feel like they have a space where they don't have to qualify anything. And I think that that's why we need this space for Black women. Yeah. So for every statistic that is true for women, it's so interesting to see how it specifically affects Black women. When you think about um, maternal health and mortality, when you think about income gaps, when you think about venture capital funding, when you think about health, well-being, self-care, hair, Mm, (laughs) how how are all of those things specific to Black women? And can we create a forum where you don't have to explain yourself, you don't, you feel very comfortable having a voice, and all of the space is dedicated to you. Can I tell a quick story? Yeah. So I do a lot this of meditation. <laughs> well, thank you. So I do a lot of meditation, and one day I went to a meditation that was just for people of color. And I didn't expect it to feel different, but every Thursday night, East Bay Meditation Center in Oakland, thank you for doing this, would have a meditation just for people of color. And it felt different, Mm. especially after a work day where you're in a predominantly white environment. Mm. This space was like the highlight of my week. And so when I think about our podcast, that's how I want it to feel for people. Mm. I want it to be a space that is so centered and focused on them where they're prioritized that it's the highlight of the week and they just feel different listening. And sometimes the only way you can create that is with specificity. And so the work I do in the world has a lot to do with equity and diversity. And some people don't feel like it's inclusive when you make a space that specific. And I completely disagree. I think the history of slavery in this country and the legacy that we still live with means that we still need to have conversations that are specific to Black women. And so I don't mean it other spaces shouldn't exist for other women. And I don't mean that other spaces shouldn't exist where women come together. I also know that I use the word women and um, that word is quite broad. And anyone who identifies as a woman, as a black woman, is included in that. So I'm so glad Revolt did this. And I think it's going well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're having some deep conversations. Honestly, every episode is changing my life. That's yes. how I know we're doing a good job. Yes. Yeah, that's when you know you're doing something good. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had several of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, plenty of those. Those, those are the ones mm-hmm. that you feel you are truly making a difference, and yeah. you know, you get a, a moment to live in your purpose a bit. There we go. Yeah. yeah, I want to introduce the first conversation point. Now, the rules around this are: I don't want us to take any more than five or six minutes to have this discussion. Of it. So it's not much time. Are we we don't have to put a stop. Clock. I'm watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get your points in. All right. Some will be easy. It's kind of rapid fire, really, yeah. for a conversation. Yeah. 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 You got to get in there. Pardon the interruption type shit. Mm-hmm. I was um, literally thinking as we're going. And so the first one I want to ask is, can you be completely down for the cause 
can you be all about the struggle if you are married to a white man or woman? Ooh. Mm, what a way to start. What a way to start. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Mm. Don't, ever, don't, don't everybody jump I, in there once. I mean, Did the timer start? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it's going. Five minutes pass in silence. <laughs> this water you is know what? so good. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the transparency in that water. Um, well, one thing first I want to say too, just about mining with Samim. Black women, but that doesn't mean we're bashing black men. Because sometimes when you hear situations that doesn't include you... <laughs> you may automatically think it's there to attack you. And, and that's not what this is. And that goes for black men, folks that are not, just don't identify as black men. Negroes, women too. Don't, don't, don't come here all there sensitive. There we go. There like, we go. Straight, straight enough, fly right. I'm why black folks are sensitive. It's not about, it's, it's, we're not here to attack. I feel but, that disclaimer. She's trying to use up that five minutes. That's what that is. Run the clock, run the clock, girl. The thing when it comes to your question, um, no, I don't think it means you are. What was the, the phrasing you used? Like not fully right. down for no, down for the Can you be all the way down? Can you be all the way down? I, I feel like it's going to be very hard for you to be all the way down. I think the first thing it would do, though, it was it would allow you and your 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 white um, partner to probably explore black and racism and just what it is to be black in a deeper way than I think when folks who are just being. Yeah, you know, you may not be as you know, me as a black woman, I like history and I like culture and that's kind of why I look into it. But that doesn't mean that I'm forced to because I'm yeah. not outside and interacting with someone who is, um, you know, have a partner who literally is is white um, or just not black. So I think it definitely does help, but I, I feel like you're not all the way down. I think there's a level of just, you know, because you can't be. You can't be all the way down for black and be fully about your partner as well because <laughs> your partner is not black. I love so, the realness of that so because answer. because of that, right. Because of that, you can't help but also have a have a warm spot or a soft spot or a space in your mind to also occupy a non-black, you know, partner. I got it. Okay, I got it. okay. I got it. I, I got to answer this one too. So I, yeah. I, 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 I want to hear what you have to no, say. No, no, no. It's on you oh, next. No, uh -uh. no, no. All right, well, y'all pass the book. I'll jump mm -mm. in. Here's my perspective. Mm -mm. Okay. Right? <laughs> so then tie you next. I have gone back and forth mm -hmm. on this so much. And so... Even though I asked the question, as an example, I'm going to redirect, right? And so, for me, it doesn't turn into as much of a question as, can they be all the way down? But it turns into more, will people understand how they are all the way down, mm -hmm. right? So, I look at it like this. There are a couple sides. As a black man married to a black woman, 
my bedroom when the kids are gone to bed and the TV's off. That's like my recharging zone. I go there and I'm safe. I can say what I need to say. I can cry if I need to cry. We can have conversations. She understands what I feel like when I'm working day to day, when I'm in that space. That's a recharging moment that I think every man, specifically black man and black woman, should have. And that's a safe space to me. And I don't think you can recreate that when the person laying next to you doesn't look like you. But with that, I also think that it is so critically important that we build allyship. Of course. And when you lay next to that man or that woman that's of the opposite race, if they are open enough, and I assume that because they married you, hopefully they are, that gives you an opportunity to insert something into their space and their world that they can then carry out almost like some Trojan horse shit in a way that you can't. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because they're going to have conversations. Oh, so it, it got to be Trojan horse shit for you to be all the way down. <laughs> got you. Some Jedi magic shit. Like, <laughs> right. Take this back to all the way. Take white that to your yeah, know. that to the people. <laughs> right. So, That's real. I look at it like I, I see pros and cons. Yeah. That's where I sit. Ty, what you got? So, <sighs> so many thoughts. I think that this journey... It's crazy. It's only been three minutes. Of life is so complicated. Yeah. That if you find someone who loves you, who affirms you, mm-hmm. who makes your life better, I will, I don't care what they look like for I'm you. With I'm with it. Point yeah. blank, period. Let them love. But you. when it comes to the culture, though, because you, I agree, love knows no color. I agree with that. But when it comes to understanding the culture, so understanding do I, being as down. But would I judge someone for being less down? for who they've chosen? Absolutely not. First of all, we don't talk enough about how colorist our <laughs> Black people are, how we internalize racism, mm-hmm. how hard we are on each other. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. if you find mm-hmm. someone who loves you, affirms you, makes your life better, mm-hmm. supports mm-hmm. you on your mm-hmm. journey, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. With it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Makes you think about um, Don Lemon, right? <laughs> because... Yeah. He feels really down today. He didn't so much like seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. But his mm-hmm. partner hasn't changed. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what true. you got, brother? I think it's... I know your perspective. Yeah. Well, I should have Is it going to be nuanced? <laughs> Very much so. Oh, shit. Very much so. It's, it's a little complex. <laughs> I think it's complicated. Think? I think so. Completely down, mm-hmm. the answer is absolutely not. Got it. But it's levels to it. Right. And Here I think go. it requires a lot of... Self-understanding, because I think it's it's a perception, like the culture is a perception, then it's how you internally feel. Mm-hmm. And so can you truly be down in your skin as a as a person of color or as a black person with a non-black mate? Right? Like I think that that to me would be a no, but to other people that could be an absolutely yes. Yeah. Now, what does down really mean from the perception of the culture? That's how we look at it. And most of us probably would look at it the same way. But However, it doesn't necessarily say, align to that. I we were going to go the same way. Because <laughs> I'm like, what's y'all, what, what's y'all take on this? Because we spoke to, you know, we had an episode with a dating coach as well as um, someone else within the dating relationship space. She mentioned something that I think I've noticed on the dating apps or even having black male friends. The idea that a lot of them... Um, are agnostic to who they date, are not seconds. so pressed on dating black me- women. So my question to y'all is, your black friends, I don't know if you guys are both married to black uh, women or not, Absolutely. but your black friends, of course, so your black yeah. friends, <laughs> if they weren't, if they weren't married to black women, if you have any in mind right now, yeah. do you yeah. think they're as down or, or not? Yeah. You think they're equally as down? Yeah. And they're not married to black women? 
when I married him. There's one specifically. <laughs> so, so keep game, and then we're going to jump subject. There's one specifically. He changed my mind because I used mm. to think you can't be. Yeah. But his wife is white. Mm-hmm. They're also both Mormon. Mm. And when I tell you, she rides so hard. <laughs> That's how it goes. She saying, rides yeah. hard. Man, he just like, mind tricked her. Right. Yeah. I'm, playing, I'm right. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> when historically, Mormons are not known for correct black people. To be down, right? They are complete and, 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 I, and I watch them like fight things that are happening in their church. I watch them do it publicly, mm-hmm. privately. And that's what changed my mind. I was like, oh, shit, I know yeah. him. I love him. She's dope yeah. as hell. That's dope. And, and I just learned something. So, that's dope. Yeah, I think my it's personal. That's yeah. a personal thing. Like, I, I, I think they can. I think you can be. Yeah, yeah. But, some but, of my white female friends are the, the most down. down. Yeah. She's one in particular. Shout out to Becca. Civil rights lawyer. Come on, So Becca. this girl yeah. is out here yep. and on I know the front lines. Because you said <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Nuance to have so yeah, so She got possible. breadcrumbs on her macaroni yeah. and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cool. So, kill that one. I want to ask a question. When you think about monuments to me, one of you, I want to say, which of the conversations you've had has been the most impactful? And what conversation have you not had that you need to have? Mm. That's hard because, like I said, Almost every episode has changed my life. Like, where we've brought in people who are doing things in the world that have been so inspiring. So it's hard for me to shout out one in particular. But Monica Simpson, on the Roe v. Wade episode, I was like, if I could just, like, be her for a day. Like, I love the work she's doing in the world. I love how she shows up doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, How honest and vulnerable she was. Just like... I just admire activists who show up still as creatives, who show up, you know, as fully human. She talks about her sexuality. She talks about being just a multifaceted person. So that the Roe v. Wade episode, and it's just so timely. Yeah. Like, there's no way, to me, when I think about a podcast about Black women, it's inherently political. I also believe that every act we do is a political act. And so, you know, if it were up to me, like every Monuments to Me podcast would be about politics, but <laughs> that's why I'm not in charge of things. <laughs> so that one was just like, that still stands out as like a, an amazing episode and amazing guest. Um, Akila, where do we need to go? Yeah, where do we need to go? I would want us to to tap into media a little bit more. And not okay. that, obviously a bit selfishly too, um, just because I, but it's because I know and the power of the space. Selfish. You know? <laughs> Self-full, right? (laughs) Um, I know just the power of the space. When I think of media and when I think of why I wanted to be in it in general, I feel like there's a level of that quote, you can't be what you can't see. But also, Mm -hmm. oftentimes when you think of Black women and how we talk about ourselves as a culture, not only as women, but just as a culture, it's based on things that we've either regurgitated, things that we've actively decided to denounce. um, But it's oftentimes based on things that we've heard, things that we've heard and things that we've seen. And outside of our immediate community, it's through media overall, social Mm -hmm. media, televised programming, newspapers, radio, whatever you want to say, people are telling us, showing us, you know, what to believe in, what to do, what to see, how to act, how to breathe. Um, And I think if we tap into folks who are more so Black folks killing it in the media game, Mm -hmm. we define what killing it means, but um, it can really help define the narrative of what black women, you know, should really be tapped into, whether that be 
Ava DuVernay and her directing, yeah. whether that be, you know, filmmaking, whether that be owning a studio, um, you know, reporting, anything within that lens or just acting. Um, I think it's important to to showcase the folks who are on the screen yeah. and have them have a conversation with us because our conversations are different. It's not just an autobiography. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's more about like really how does it move the culture forward? And I think there's no other way to move the culture forward outside of media. Like this is If I had it. to answer that, I was going to say creatives. Mm-hmm. So, which is overlaps a lot with media. Like yeah. Yeah. when I think about who creates culture, black women, black femmes, we got to have more creatives, yeah. the artists. Um those would be really dope to have. Whoever creates the next Black Twitter tweet moment, come to Monuments to Me. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next person because clearly you've got the sauce in some capacity and you've got <laughs> culture tapped in. So that's who we need to talk to. I'll tell you what, whoever wrote that tweet said as many Africans as you all threw into the ocean and you surprised that Ariel was like, Yes! That shit was dope. Find yes. that. Yeah. Find whoever them. the originator of that. Yes. Right. Find them. Yes, or Tyler Perry when he's playing Medea because he's black women only. So, so maybe, <laughs> maybe on that level we can have him, have him on. All right, so I, I won't name names, but for someone who was nervous in here and asked for crystals, this next question <laughs> popped into my mind. And, and I, won't, I won't name any names, but... I've been up a lot. I am so tired. Right <laughs> but when, when if anyone that- wants to know what my life was like <laughs> when Darius was on my team, <laughs> that's a whole podcast episode. <laughs> when Wahi brought that huge Superman-looking crystal in here, <laughs> this next question was, was born. Seriously, I thought about it in that moment, and so. I think about superheroes. We're going to have to take a picture of that crystal. It's <laughs> fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do you get that from? <laughs> Is it still under your feet? It's still under her feet. <laughs> All right, so I, I think about superheroes a lot, though. And, and every superhero goes through this moment in time where they run into their version of kryptonite. And, and it's typically um, <laughs> loss of belief in self. Right mm-hmm. when they when they stop believing in themselves, they they lose their ability to go out and change the world. And and it brought me actually it tied a couple of things into me. I want to ask you all, what is Black women's kryptonite? Right. But before I do that, I'll explain to you what mine is. <clears throat> and it goes back to the story I started with. When I wear that sweatshirt that says "Trust Black Women," what I recognized is my kryptonite is Black men, but it's only some. So the two groups that respond so negatively to that shirt are white women because they always ask me, well, what about us? Why doesn't that shirt say all women? But the kryptonite, the thing that made me start to doubt even myself because I see black men and I see me is so many black men stop me and they say, brother, how do you wear that shirt? I can't wear that shirt. What? I've had. What? But do some brothers hit you with, hey, that's a dope shirt? Some do. Okay. But not enough. I almost feel like I'm I'm watching good cop, bad cop, because they'll watch and not say anything. (laughs) While this other brother who they feel entitled enough to stop me Mm -hmm. and tell me why they don't trust black women. Yeah. So that's what I've learned. (laughs) Some black men who take that approach have become my kryptonite. And it'll be an old emotional ass story. Boy. (laughs) Yeah. Boy. I can see that. Some of the ones I've heard. And I've gotten to the point, like, and this is so not me, but I get so turned off by this idea. My response turns into, I really don't give a fuck about your feeling. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and I have to say it just that abruptly. Yeah, like, man, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. I'm 6'4", 300 pounds. You're about to be fighting in the airport. <laughs> right. right. But I, I want to ask you all, 
conversation piece. What is Black Women's Kryptonite? Five minutes. So yeah. I think... Starting now. So I'll start with what I think my kryptonite is, and I think it's the truth Tied for a lot of black quick women. quick on that when you saw that. Mm-hmm. It's believing the lies the world tells you. Mm-hmm. Believing that you're not beautiful, believing that you're not important, believing that you're not inherently worthy. When, you in, when I've internalized those beliefs that I get from society that get reinforced over and over and over again and get normalized, that's when I fall apart. And mm. when I don't believe them and remember how inherently amazing I am just because I exist, how especially beautiful I am because I am a black woman, I am unstoppable. So mm-hmm. I think our mind is our most powerful resource and also can be our worst enemy. So don't believe those lies. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Makes me think about the impact of imposter syndrome and how it can ruin us so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Akilah, kryptonite, yes. what is it? Uh, I was going to say the system overall, but what I think what I think it really boils down to is the same thing when you think of code switching, like, you know, yeah, the idea yeah. of trying to dim your light a bit. Um, I think it's it's necessary sometimes, um, but I think the kryptonite is not knowing when to stop doing that. Mm, you know, like that. I, at least for me, um, I've been in situations spe- specifically when I think corporate where, one, I've gone in guns blazing. This is me. I'm here. I'm black. I'm uh, and it's it's been shut down really quickly. And I would attribute it because I came in in my fullest self. And then I tried on the flip side, coming in slow and steady wins the race, but I didn't know when that race was over. So I was Mm. just slow and I was steady the entire time into a point where I made myself invisible. And I was Mm. kind of like, depending on someone else or other people or this job to tell me who I already knew that I was or tell me when they finally figured out the sauce that I already knew. I was like, okay, slowly they're going to say something. And they did. I was like, okay, I guess this is working because they're they'll they're gonna point it out when they know it's good enough versus me saying, no, it's been good, it's good enough, and it's actually better <laughs> than yeah. what this is going on here. Um, yeah, so that's a kryptonite, I think, too. I don't know what the the solve is, but maybe more episodes and we'll we'll discover that. But it's always been just a level of just knowing when good enough is also good enough yeah. for the system around us. You know? you know, one of the things that I love yeah. outside of everything you both just said is that. The solve is going to be a conversation on monuments. Yeah. Right? You, mm-hmm. you all will have a, a mm-hmm. conversation and you'll address this. So listeners, go check it out over there to find that solve. Conversation piece. Are we ready? We ready for the next one? I feel like we've been talking. I think we skipped that piece. <laughs> Five to six minutes. Let me get the time. Nine, 9.03. Okay. <laughs> R. Kelly, can we still listen to his music? No, 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 no we cannot. stepping in the name. <laughs> Damn. If, look, if you can, uh, did you see that? The, 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 the mutual reaction. I'll take it a step further. Like, it was not, there's no nuance in that. That's, that's done. And I'll tell you what, I'm not even waiting for a verdict. I'm not even listening to Tory Lanez either. Oh, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm riding with Megan. I love Meg, don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love. We we do not need five minutes for this. And and (laughs) I'm not going to debate the fact that she's been shot because that is ridiculous. We're going to stick to R. Kelly. R. Kelly is is canceled completely. Wow. Needs to be. Like even the old stuff. Like everything. 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 And it's hard because when you realize how much he's been tapped into, even songs that he didn't even sing. Even the songs that he wrote for other people. I was just going to say, the Maxwell Challenge is going. No, the Maxwell Challenge. But he wrote that. So hard. Time out. Because if we pull the catalog out, we lose a Michael Jackson song. a lot of music that ain't going to get listened to. Um... That's interesting because I actually hadn't even thought of it from that perspective. Yeah. And 
you just run more things for me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but it's what's interesting about that is like you'll be no more somewhere fortunate. and right. you'll be in a supermarket and you'll and I'll be like three words in because it's it was so a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. But it's a hard no for me. Hard Absolutely no. not. Hard Absolutely no. not. Hard no. I'm with it. Hard no. I'm with it. And, right, I, get, you and at, I get mad when people play it. I'm like, why are we not all on the same page? Like, why is this a discussion? <laughs> yes. You <laughs> look like you think it all. You get to disagree. I am. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, he said I am. <laughs> I'm clear. I'm clear. Here's my thought. Like, people have multiple, like, it, nobody's like singular. You know what I mean? Like, like every, individuals have fatal flaws. Yeah. Right? That does not discount their genius in a certain area. Right. And I think you gotta... It, it doesn't diminish the contribution? No. Okay. N- n- not to that particular art form. I think the person is flawed. Right, like Bill Cosby versus Heathcliff Huxtable. Correct. Like different words. Like, you ain't gonna show. stop watching the Cosby show. Yo, what's going on, Hope? All is well. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat, the podcast. We're three quintessential friends dedicated to the 360-degree development of men. Our goal is to not only share our experiences, but offer as much value as we possibly can through the lessons we've learned along the way. When I say we talk about everything, we talk about everything. Character, discipline, career development. Oh, and let me not forget, we get real personal. Now make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. But you we, can, right? yes, or you, you can. You could, you could. But, 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 but during the times that you watched the Cosby show, did you get lessons? Typically. Do, do, does that discredit this is, this the is lessons? This a separate situation because typically I would say yes. D- d- like the man and the craft is different. Craft, Tiger the Woods art should ne- is amazing. Tiger Woods should never have been canceled. You know, there's different people that you think about. It's like that makes no sense. But when you have R. Kelly and the, and the cornerstone of his music, the muses were also underage women, you can't detract the two. Point. You know what I mean? Because when he was thinking about these women... It's literally in the songs. And so that's what makes it different. But Bill it's, Cosby, all, it's always been... to cancel him. It's always been fine. in the songs, But though. like, you know... Like, we always knew. Okay, well, that's so the thing. I, I've got that's something. What makes it, that's so what we ain't canceling when we knew. That's it easier to cancel. So he gets convicted, and now we... No, we, he's been we, canceled to me. I mean, I'm in 2022. I'm listening to what Trap. A, what I'm about... To whatever. What, a, what so about if we consider... Okay. No, what are you I'm going to get to that. Okay, okay. I want to offer something. What if we consider... Because I loved your point about his muse was mm-hmm. underage girls. There right? it is. But for me, R. Kelly's music is tied to certain moments of my life. Correct. So I'm not even thinking about Timeless. R. Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, Bump and Grind was a soundtrack to my prom yeah. with the woman I married, right? Mm. So where do I take that? I you mean, stop listening to your song. You, that's yeah, all. that's what it is. It's Ooh. like, do you want the song or you want the marriage? It's like the song that was a. Damn, I gotta that get was the a, you, want, you want a bump and grind or you want the marriage? It's like Maybe that it's was. Over. <laughs> Damn, it's over. you see that? <laughs> that, that, was, that was a part of the moment, but that wasn't the moment. And I think a lot of people like to say that was a soundtrack to this or that, and yeah. that you know solidifies your whole. Journey, but that wasn't the moment. That was just. Can we just you know, not that was a component? But that can we cut that one? Yeah, but but it was the, not the moment. Is the component important though? The component is not the so moment. So here's why it's so important to me, because when we don't hold people accountable mm. and penalize them for the poor ways they treat black women, we continue to send the message that it's okay. It's okay. Yes, yeah. and I refuse that's to fair. be a part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. fair. Yeah. When you, when you boil Turn it down on to earth, a point wind, like and that, fire. Pick, yeah. pick the elements. Just... I love that. There, there is a substitute. 
Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. Is there it? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Like, when you purely look at the art form, there is no substitute. He's, a, he's a musical No, genius. I believe I can fly. We can't fly? Nope. And you see, that was a soundtrack. That was graduation song, Central, but... Yeah, yeah honey, everywhere. the diploma is still hanging. We can still, we can still do our thing. So we're going to have to pull up his catalog, though. <laughs> Because y'all gonna have to X out all like his whole any any royalties that would go to him is should be canceled. Well, for right? those, that's it's interesting. I just didn't know. Everything. I didn't realize. B2K, MK, Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He he Everybody. all over the the musical realm. And that's He's a what, genius. And that's He's what's scary about Ron this, But that's what also made it okay because of the monetary gain that a yeah. lot of people gained. And, and because still it was getting, black women, he was so instrumental. It was they, they, they it was kind of like let's turn let's yeah. turn our heads. And Matter of so, fact, it's a, this yeah. we, no we saw more. that tape. We we yeah. knew what it was. Mm-hmm. We knew I what mean, it was. We knew, we knew we knew from the songs though. Like it ain't we, it, number it, it, number. I mean, we knew when Aaliyah. We knew when he married <laughs> yeah. a fourteen year old. Literally, and we was cool with it. But now we're not cool. It's true. We've evolved. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. All right, all right, all right. So we, we, we talk about new fear unlocked. You hear that that phrase everywhere. <laughs> Since you all have jumped into this podcast world, what has become the biggest fear of being a podcaster? This is they this is their response. They ain't never fucking scared. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Fear. Fear. <laughs> fear. Jesus, what is that question about? Right. What is fear? Am I scared of anything? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I feel like this is just, you know, this has been it's so purpose driven. I think what we're trying to do and what we not even trying to do, what we're doing is so unique. Yeah. It's our approach to black women, our approach to podcasting is so unique. We have a team behind us, which is amazing because I think the hardest part of podcasting, I did podcasting independently before this, was just being more than the host. <laughs> you're the host, you're the yeah. editor, you were the, you know, the guest curator, the right, you know, things of that nature. And now we get in and we get to flow, which I think is also our goal for black women everywhere. So it's kind mm. of like this is this has been such a blessing and, you know, there's fear and blessings though. So I think the biggest fear so far for for me at least is one, how can we make sure that we top the each episode? Mm-hmm. How can we make sure that the guest in front of us is not the same sort of guest if they stepped into this other podcast booth? Like yeah. we're really asking the questions that we want to know, but that black women and the multitude of black women, because we're not a monolith, want to know. Yeah. And, you know, just making sure that when we ask those questions, it's a way that it's both entertaining and deep. Yeah. That it's both, you know, um, conceptual, but also brings that levity that I think we oftentimes yeah. need when folks click and say they want to watch a podcast either. Yeah. Um, anyway, and that brings the numbers because we want to make sure that this, you know, what we got in season one ain't the same type of numbers. Love y'all, but we want to grow and we want to expand mm-hmm. to season two. We want there to be a season two, three, four, and five. So it's more so around, it's more so around that, making sure that we're successful in what we say we want to do. And because it's not an interview, in each episode, we share so much of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the fear of like, you're putting yourself out there. You don't know who's on the other end, how it'll mm-hmm. be received. And you just have to be okay with that. Yeah, And that's actually been the best part because it's like a huge growth for me. Of like, you just have to be yourself and, you know, the world can take it or leave it. Yeah. So yeah. I like that we've been so vulnerable. And I think that's what makes it interesting. But that's the scary part. It's like, yeah. I don't know that I've shared certain opinions on the podcast that publicly before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them I didn't even know I had. I, <laughs> at the end of every podcast, Damn, I really feel that way. like yeah. after it comes out, I always get texts from people I know who always say, I didn't know that about you. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I casually mentioned in one podcast that I was considering a neck tattoo. <laughs> My phone blew up. <laughs> they were like, girl, don't do it. <laughs> a neck tattoo. I love it. I love it was like, like kind on, of. Like actually, you want a neck tattoo on your neck? <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the neck is. <laughs> on your whole neck? Like. Did, you, did you mean like a neck tattoo like on your back? Or something? <laughs> right, it, it said was, neck. It was kind of a joke. <laughs> I think we were talking about it was the nine to five podcast. We're like, why did you say that? It was the nine. We were talking about like just being corporate and like, and it was a kind of a joke. But it's just you. You look at your phone. You're like Tyson. This. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like people are listening. You know. I guess I should watch what I say. I love that. I totally agree with you though too on in terms of the vulnerability. That's it. Yeah. 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 I think for me and and Art, you you probably feel the same way. Doing this show has forced me to not just open up in places, but to unlearn so many things that I didn't recognize I needed to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Because I've had some guests on here who, whether they know it or not, challenge the shit out of everything <laughs> you feel inside. Even if you don't like, say it. Like, shit, right? You, <laughs> right. You can't hide from yourself. Yes. And you walk away like, God damn. damn it. What was one of those things? I'm just hmm. curious. Like, what's something that they... Oh, there have been, been a couple of them. Um, CeeLo. C- oh. <laughs> oh, we're go, calling names. Go, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. She only asked for lessons, but you want to call names. No. You know what, I'm, 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 I'm... Go ahead, brother. So th- those are vulnerable moments, too. So I'll, I'll, go, on another route. I'll go on another route. Um, financial freedom. So I, I think a lot about what does freedom actually look like as it relates to, like, a holistic view of freedom. That's the one with Dr. Sharita and Ensa? That was one. That that was one. And then, um, our man Jay Morrison, Mm. he came through. That was super impactful. He, real deep Mm. real estate dude. But, like, what does freedom truly look like for a black man? Mm -hmm. And what does freedom look like as it relates to the individuals that's around you? Yeah. And how do you create that? And like freedom to me is like a, it's a level of your ability to be authentic a hundred percent of the time. Like, how do you do that? Like in all the spaces that we operate in, yeah. like all the pieces, like there's so many different little pieces about every podcast that we do is mm-hmm. it, it gives you like, okay, let me, I can offer up this one little piece to be a little more free. I don't think you can ever be fully free though. Like, Ooh. I don't Ooh. think that's possible. And I think it's, <laughs> it's hot take. And I think Ooh. it's necessary to not be 100% and be in a community and be in a society. To, to be a part of something is to also recognize that other people are there, right? Yeah. And to yeah. do that, you can't be fully free. Because to be fully free, in my mind, my definition, means you don't give a shit about who's around you. Yeah. And what? you're moving in your truth anyway. And to move in your truth anyway without that respectability towards anyone around you, it just means, it means you don't care about the community. I think in order to be free, you got to have a level of belief in humanity. Yes. Okay, so we're... Yeah, so my, right. my freedom is not tied into like chains it's not just, and bondage, right? right. Like it's, it's like, I think everybody should be free. Of course, yeah. And 100%. I, I, and I believe that you should have a... You can, it's, it's great to have a completely different opinion Mm-hmm. Like and be able to debate it and, yeah. and discuss it, and I think some people don't do that though. They're True. like, "Oh, I'm just gonna kind of sh- 
fade into the black and kind of let that ride. Yeah. Or they, or they punch you in the throat. Neither one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Violence does not work either. <laughs> right. yeah. But it but does yeah. feel good sometimes. Yeah. I don't advocate violence, folks. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Just hey, but share the CeeLo Green joint. CeeLo, he said so much. I think part of it was I was surprised. Very. I was surprised. I didn't know the brother was that when, when he said, when he said, uh, how did he put it? Nigga is intellectual property, right? He was like, it is not IP. a real thing. Mm. It is, it, it's an IP. It's, we don't exist there. He, <laughs> he said some things through that episode that made me walk away and be like, huh, damn, I never thought about it mm. that way. But the one who probably did it to me the most was Anana. And when she came on and she made us really ask that question, like, what do I need? And our answer oh, turned into, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. well, I need my family to be good. I need my children yeah, to be it safe. It had nothing to do with us. Right. I need food on the table. You know, uh-huh. I, I need to know my wife is happy. And she's like, no, 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 no. What, 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 what do you, you need? need? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I, like, I thought I needed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a unique take for especially black men or yeah. men overall because you feel yeah. like, at least I feel like, um, a man would think that their mo- their role is to provide, right? And yeah, a woman, that's where we were at. Yeah. Oftentimes feels that way too, but then what does that mean for you, right? It's like, I, oh, we had convinced yeah. ourselves that we were happy when the people around us were well, right, good. were taken right. care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you miss a whole other side of yeah. you. It was, yeah. that was, it was challenging because mm-hmm. when she asked the question, like, my mind literally went blank. I was like, wow. I, I don't, I've never even thought about what I really need past making sure people were safe, mm-hmm. secure, yeah. happy. Yeah. Taken care of. All of my value is tied to what I did for other people. Yeah. The, so the CeeLo, and I, I'll share this because my thought when I got in my car going back home was this nigga lives on a whole different planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. First thought, first realization when you saw the Little Mermaid trailer. Chills. Chills, chills, chills. I mean, Hallie's voice, oh <laughs> her my gosh. look, I think, if I think, thought of a mermaid, that is what I would see, you know? <laughs> I just think, it, which is crazy, because I, I mean, it's not like, and it, I'm just, I'm speaking all over the place because I'm just so confused as to folks' just visceral reaction to, yeah. to Hallie, because when you think of colorism or things of that nature, like, she is not even, like, the darkest black woman around and yet still there was such a such a problem I saw one tweet <laughs> where one woman was like there's no need to ruin our childhood <laughs> and someone was like how did this black mermaid ruin, ruin your childhood, your childhood? <laughs> if, if that's what happened you have way bigger problems right. <laughs> saying about Hallie anymore I thought it was beautiful I mean I didn't realize how beautiful it was until people started posting the reactions of children. I know. Yeah. So I don't have uh, children, so I was that, like, that was opened so up cute. to this a yeah. whole, like to see, you know, She's little black like girls me. cry mm-hmm. and like just be amazed by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it made me realize how growing up without that, and, and my parents did an amazing job. Like if my, <clears throat> quick story, if my father read us a bedtime story, he would change all the characters to be black. Rapunzel had dreadlocks in my house. (laughs) (laughs) So he like made sure it happened. And I'm realizing there are a bunch of people who like didn't grow up with that. And what is that? How does that affect you in ways you don't even know? Yeah, we only had to have um, black Barbies. There were no no toys that were were not black. So same sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. but chills, chills. Her voice is impeccable. The the 
I, I'm not even one of those grown-ups that watch Disney movies. This is a movie I will watch. I'm going to go this see it. This is a movie I will go and go see. see it. <laughs> like, you know, the thing that struck me is I saw the videos of, of children, and I absolutely love them. But what really struck me and showed me how impactful this movie will be is I sent those videos to a bunch of black women. Mm. And so many of them responded. Some of them called me. And what they said was how moved they were, not at the children, mm. at the trailer. Right mm-hmm. at the the realization, several like literally some of them cried. Like it was it 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 struck them in an emotional way that surprised them. Mm-hmm. And to me, it it what it showed me is like representation and symbolism is is so critically important. And when you have grown up in a world that is void of that, you still seek it at any age. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are moved, right? And, and and I say they, but it also helped me to see it differently because I have. A young black daughter, right? And I saw how she looked at it and she loved it. Now, much like your families, I've kept black in her life Mm -hmm. the entire time. Mm -hmm. So it didn't touch her the same way it it touched some of the children, but she still got it. She she used the word pride and that Mm -hmm. made me feel really, really good. But the story, how you mentioned about how your father would change changed all the characters. I have conversations with people all the time and they tell me, I don't hate the word woke, but how woke they are mm. and how in tune <laughs> they are to things. And there's a test that, I, that I've started giving people. I'll grab any book, any book that's telling a story, and I'll read them a page of that book. And then I ask them to tell me what they see, mm. right? Who are mm-hmm. these characters? <laughs> and of, I've done it, I don't know, probably a hundred times. I've only had one person who came back and told me that every character in the book was black. And to me, like, as we talk about freedom, when you have the freedom to create in your mind and you Mm -hmm. choose to make everything black, that's a powerful place for me to be. That's it. Right? When when you can see the world that you have lived in and been told how it's supposed to be, you've been told that doctors are white and men, and you've been told that attorneys are, are, are white and female, but you can create this new world in your head and you can change all those characters black, that means you believe that we can truly be anything. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's where that took me because that has become my litmus mm-hmm. test when people tell me, who they really are. Like, are you strong enough to do this yet? Yeah. Because for me, when we can't be black in a fucking fantasy land, <laughs> like, <sighs> like how, how do you beat that? Yeah, how do you get back in the real up? world? <laughs> right, right. I, I saw one post that said, how do you feel now? And it was Mel Gibson as Martin Luther King Jr. I was like, that's mm-hmm. stupid because he's a real person. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. We ain't just picking random real white people and making right. them black. Like, <laughs> we making motherfuckers up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all do know Darth Vader was black too, right? Like, come on. <laughs> I read that tweet too. There's someone was like, what if we just remade Pocahontas and made her black? It's like, well, she was also a real person. Right. <laughs> she was like, a real person. Kind of offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. All right, last question. One of the things that I love you all do on the podcast is you ask guests what's their dream for black women. And so I want to ask you all something very, very similar. Okay. Right? It's going to be that plus one. Okay. So what is each of your dreams for black women? But the step further is, what are you doing on monuments to equip black women with the tools to make those dreams come true? So the thing I love about the podcast is we ask each other that question every week. Mm -hmm. So I don't have one singular universal dream for black women you know, it changes, it evolves. Yeah. And 
I just wanted Black women to have a space to dream Mm because I think that by itself is so powerful. We're in survival mode so often. We're on autopilot. These last two and a half years have been so hard. How, How have you carved out the space to pause, to breathe, to be like, what do I want for myself? And so once you ask yourself what do you want, hopefully through our guests and our conversations, you'll be inspired by how you hear other people achieving those dreams, how they're getting it. We've had some amazing guests who know your dream, if it includes financial freedom if it in, or financial literacy, however you define that. So I hope our guests provide the inspiration to have people dream even bigger. And that's one, one thing that's crazy about just even dreaming. So I'm big on writing things down, manifesting. And so often I'll look back and I would have achieved everything. Yes. <laughs> and then I asked myself, if you were going to achieve everything, why didn't you dream bigger? Yep. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, why did you limit yourself? You, it was just you and your journal, you know? And so I hope through listening to the podcast, people just stop limiting themselves and they put pen to paper, they put voice to what's really in their heart. Mm, I love that. Akila, what you got? Love that. Um, I guess my dream, and as, as Ty said, it may change, but I think it always wraps around um, self-care and wellness in some capacity. So my um, dream for Black women now, um, and perhaps particularly after we've spoken to some of the guests that we've spoken to thus far, is really for Black women to embrace the soft life. I want us to start, myself definitely included, but us to start, start thinking that life is not only happening for us, um, but happening for us with our best intentions in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, I think my reasoning for going so hard and and taking the bull by its horns, so to speak, is because I knew if I didn't, nothing would happen. Or I thought, not that I knew. I, I thought that if I didn't, you know, no one else would for me, right? And, and oftentimes, I think that is a story for a lot of Black women. Mm-hmm. You have to get it out the mud. You have to do it. You have to depend on you and potentially your Black sisters because no one else is really going to do it for you for free, you know, do it for you without a price, without you having to owe them in some capacity. It's oftentimes owing them is giving up a piece of yourself. Um, So I think with us embracing the soft life and really going for it is really giving that trust to others, to our community, whether it be, you know, other Black women, whether it be Black men, whether it be, you know, just people overall, um, that they will in fact have our back, whether that means saying our name, whether that means giving us some change, like whatever that may they mean. Um, and I think when it comes to monuments to me, we show that on a weekly basis. Just again, I think through one, the curation of the guests and the range, like again, self-care doesn't only mean, um, and wellness and soft life doesn't only mean we're doing this, you know, pampering of ourselves. It also means, as we were saying it also means financial growth. It also means, you know, um, it also means just cultural growth. It also means just fun. It also means entertainment. It also means, uh, it's, it's just such a multitude because that's who we are as Black women. That's who we are as people. So I think we really showcase that in all the episodes and and then some. We we go beyond the surface every single time. Deeper than I thought we would go every, every single time. Sharing more than I thought every single time. But we do that because we're believing in the idea that life that our listeners, that our guests would have our back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I love it. Art, brother, what's your dream for Black women? 
I know you didn't expect that one. <laughs> As a man, I feel that, that's a interesting. <laughs> 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 nah, so I have two, I have two daughters. So um nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Hmm. And so mine is the level of confidence and the level of freedom to really be who they truly are. Yeah. And and that goes for them, but that is a component that I would say for every woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think oppression has been pretty extreme for black women. And, uh, I, you know, for me, it's, I think black women are the future. And so I say that, and I say it a lot, but I truly believe it from a leadership standpoint. And so I think it's a level of support that black men have to transition to mm-hmm. start to provide more support um, for that movement. Because it's, it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a, yeah. not a question. This is from a strong black man saying that. And I have, yeah. I'm super confident in like masculinity, but masculinity has a component of support that I think is important that we have to see. So I kind of switched that a little bit to say, hey, yeah. we as men have an obligation to do some things a lot more than we have done in the past. I mean, our, our answers are similar. For me, it's, you know, I, I've said so many times before this statement, I want people to be able to dream further than they can see. Yeah. I want black women to dream further than they can see, but I want them to act, believe, and move bigger than they can believe. And what I need from black men to do is step out the way. Like, put your ego yeah, to the side. Yeah, support. Know, know the things that you're good at and know the things that you're not. And know the things where you need to step to the side and let someone else kind of take the lead. And, and do it from a place of love for yourself, for the women around you, and really for the community. Yeah. 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 And that's what I hope through the time. podcast is, I would love if, as a result of it, more people who are not Black women ask themselves that question. Yeah. What do they want for Black women? And what is their role in making that happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Because I bet most people who are not Black women have not thought about that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I right. consider that question probably. Right. Yeah. Last thing we do is we give the mic to our guests to tell the listeners whatever it is that you want to share. But we do ask you to tell them how to track, engage, follow, learn you. Yeah, let's see. I mean, we talked about so much. So thanks, y'all. This was a really, really powerful conversation. I think um, for me, anything else, you'll you'll find out on Monuments to Me. So I'll just leave it to the socials and where you can find us. Um Obviously, Monuments to Me, dropping weekly um, on all podcast platforms, wherever you can listen to your favorite podcasts. And in addition to Wild Black, go ahead and tap into Monuments to Me. Um, And also, personally, you can find me everywhere at Akila Friend. That's A-K-I-L-A-H-F-F-R-I-E-N-D. I'm mainly on Instagram, but I also have a website, things of that nature. And started a YouTube channel, so follow me there, too, where I... um, I'm really tapping into this wellness self-care journey and and posting a lot about that as well as um, just kind of behind the scenes when it comes to building what I not only hope but plan to be a media empire. So definitely tap in with your girl. (laughs) So people can follow me at at time.mccray. So at T-Y-I dot M-C-C-R-A-Y. And I share things about my travels. I spend about half of my time outside the country sometimes a little bit more, (laughs) travels, what I'm reading, the podcast. And I just love to be in dialogue with people. So if they could join in the conversation, um, listen, let us know what they think, who they want to be on the podcast. So just be on this journey with us. It's been so fun. And the more people that are on on it with us, the better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You got anything, brother? Hey, that's it. Black women are the future. 
Yeah. We're the now. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Wild Black. Make sure you go check out Monuments to Me. Do yourself a favor. Peace. We out. We love you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.